Mental health is certainly on the rise for young people now more than ever. Good thing there's an app for that. Is that a good thing? We're about to find out. And, and this, this is Chick to Chick. This is crazy, but there are estimates out there that 50% of young people are dealing with some sort of a mental health issue, 50%. And you wonder, what's the cause of it? Is it COVID? Is it social media? Is it FOMO? Is it envy? Is it bullying? Is, is it, it all of it? All of it? 50% of teens out there are dealing with some sort of mental health issue. I mean, it, it really is a shame, and our hearts do go out to the kids and the parents dealing with it. Um, you know, and they find that the quickest way to kind of remedy it is to get on their device and to be able to find a professional, because that's what kids do these days. They seek out information from their device, their and, phone. And they can. There is actually an app. Yeah to help kids with mental health issues. The state of Pennsylvania spent $3 million on this app that some school districts in the state mm -hmm. are now utilizing and making available for kids. And you gotta wonder, is this, is this really a good thing that there's an app for that? Yeah, we're not sure. So today we're gonna have a discussion. So joining us is Representative Stephanie Shalaba. She's out of Butler County of Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for joining us today, Representative Shalaba, and talk to us about what is going on with this mental health app for students. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a privilege to be here. And, and uh, I am so glad to see that we have people like both of you and all of your listeners who understand that this can really be something that uh, can be abused and, and maybe it's as good as it first sounds. So uh, this is a it's an online digital based mental health platform. That's what they call themselves. They can't exactly call themselves telehealth because it's not telehealth. And that's the first thing I want to drive home. Kooth, K-O-O-T-H is a social media platform. That is essentially what it is. This is not something where you are similar to, you know, your medical app that you can use now where you can have a televisit, right? And you can say, doctor, look at this rash that I have or I'm not feeling so well and you can engage virtually. That is not what we're dealing with. Fewer than 5% of students are actually interacting with a licensed psychologist or psychiatrist. And instead they are using chat room features that are available to anyone with a valid email address. That means you, me, uh, other anonymous strangers that we necessarily would not want our kids talking to, even SORNA people, yeah, sexual offenders with valid email address can get into this chat room. So you can have children as young as 11 in the area of Philadelphia, uh, it's supposed to be 14 statewide, but uh, consent for mental health treatment is, is uh, 14. But again, is this really mental health? So that's a way to get around it. So they can chat with 18-year-olds about sensitive topics, sexual experiences, suicidal ideation. Uh, you know, we have elementary school, middle school, high school, college. We have those segregated for a reason. There are certain conversations that should not be had and certain experiences that should not be had and exposures that should not be had amongst these varying age groups. And here we are allowing it to happen entirely without parental involvement, knowledge, or consent. So you don't really know who's on the other end when a, when a child gets on this app that, again, the school districts are making available. You don't know who's on the other end of it, which is disturbing. And I used to be a political reporter, and I got so many questions here. I don't even know where to begin, <laughs> but who the hell approved this? Who mm -hmm. would approve yeah, something like this? These right. are our tax dollars. Yeah. I don't know anything about this. Right. 
Yeah. And I'll tell you, you know what the problem is, is that it's under this, again, it's the same type of thing that we've seen in the past. And it's still, it's a very effective tactic. You put a, a sort of nefarious type of uh, item, right? Or a nefarious type of whatever it is under an unassailable concept, anti-bullying or mental health. How could that be a bad thing? Well, it is. And this is how we're seeing it. So uh, this was approved as part of the general appropriations bill back for the 2022 year. And uh, it came through under general funding for the Department of Human Services. It gave them broad authority for mental health uh, and health assistance programs. And from there, we have COOTH, which, interestingly enough, was given as a $3 million per year contract. Uh, and they're, they're giving the funds up front to COOTH. Now, that's practically unheard of to receive those funds in that manner. And then to have very little oversight and auditing. Uh, you know, I, I have seen bills and I've seen grants that are much, much, much more specific with many more parameters than what we're seeing here. So three million up front, up to 12 million over the course of the uh, the entire duration of the potential grant. It's guaranteed two years and then uh, it can be extended for another two years after that. And there's a there's a funding adjustment mechanism built in. So it could go up, could okay. go down, but could go up. You know, so <laughs> it's just insane. So I didn't learn about, I only found out about it because somehow th- scrolling on social media, you popped up and you had posted a video about it. I hadn't heard about it. Okay. But that's my tax dollars. I'm a Pennsylvanian. The other thing I don't understand is if it's in the school, I'm a parent, I still have a high schooler. How do I know if my child is using it or not? How are they gaining access to it? You don't know. Wow. You don't, you won't know. You won't know unless your, your kid tells you. And I'll tell you the other thing, when they observe red flag behavior, they'll call it right. Or any sort mm -hmm. of uh, behavior that needs uh, escalation, they're telling the school. Cooth is telling the school. They're not telling the parent. And the school's not telling us, telling us then, right? Right. Right. How is that possible? I mean, you bring your child to the doctor for any other, they, they need you know, parental permission to go to the doctor to get a vaccine or to get a physical or to do what else. This is mental health. Don't they need parental permission for this as well? I don't, I don't get it. Not above 14, not above 14. So I'm trying to change the mental health procedures act and the minors consent act in Pennsylvania to be a higher age limit. You know, and of course you have situations where, you know, it's the, the one person or the, whatever the, the, you know, the, the marginal person would be the marginal number where, you know, they might have a parent who, who is not supportive, not cooperative, doesn't, doesn't do what a parent should do to take care of their child, right? But we have other mechanisms in place to prevent that from becoming an obstacle to medical care, true medical care, not this, not a social media platform. You know, we have guardian ad items, we have court processes, we have other ways of circumventing a parent who who is shirking the responsibility of being a parent to make sure that that kid is still taken care of, and it's no different in the physical realm, and it's than than it is in the mental health realm. And I think we need to stop drawing that distinction. You know, we've seen for for how long now efforts to say close the parity gap between mental mm-hmm. health and physical health. It's all healthcare, right? Well, then treat it as healthcare. Right. Treat it as healthcare. You would never be able to take, and a, a provider would never get reimbursed for providing something that is not medically necessary as the insurance company would determine it, right? Based on reasonable standards, you know, industry ex- expertise, et cetera, industry standards. But here we're we're saying, you know what, since Cooth can't get funded for mental health care or telehealth 
by an insurance company because it might not be medically necessary. We're going to give it and fund it through taxpayer dollars in the form of a grant. And then you have kids on here who are encouraged to engage and chat and read and explore topics and conditions that virtually have nothing to do with them or could have nothing to do with them under the guise of, of mental health. Now, if I took my kid for a broken arm to a doctor and they started x-raying his foot yeah. and telling him he has some type of, you know, yeah. horrible, horrible disease related to his foot when yeah. he's, he's historically been fine. And now all of a sudden you're investigating this and completely ignoring his broken arm. Yeah. I'm going to think that you're a quack. And yet we're, we're saying and rallying that this is a great thing when it comes to mental health. You well, mentioned I, the age of 14, though. Yeah. I'm so sorry, That's Carrie. Okay. I know you're that, on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this really got me going here. You mentioned the age of 14 and you're trying to raise that. But are kids under the age of 14 getting access to this app? They very well may be. And so somehow they're getting access to this at, as young as the age of 11. Of 11. And uh, mm -hmm. there are cute materials that mention 11 years old in the, uh, the Philadelphia area. And I'm, I'm wondering, and this is still something I'm investigating too, is that, is that, and they're very secretive. So are you doing this because you're not saying that this is actual mental health care? What is it that determines a child's need to have this app? Does someone from the school say, oh, I notice you're having issues. Is there a flyer on the wall? How do they know that this app is available for them? It could be all of the above. Okay. And so it, it can be, you know, a, a teacher saying, hey, or a counselor saying, hey, this is, you know, this is a resource that we have available to you. It can be a general, you know, flyer they hand out at the beginning of the year. You know, the most recent flyer that I saw from Kuth was advertising uh, double points. You can rack up points for how much you chat and engage, right, and, and explore the platform. And they were racking up double points in the months of June, July, and August. So as not to break that connection and that cycle when a parent Wait a minute, they're points not for what? Right. I was going to say what? Yeah, I was going to give I was going to say this to meet a celebrity. <laughs> to meet a celebrity in the new year. Yes, in the new school year. So whatever school would get the most points would have uh, I believe it was Lane Johnson, the offensive tackle at that point. Yeah. So they're <laughs> bribing the kids yeah. To just, get them to use the app. To stay engaged, because yeah. it's not school yeah. time, right? It's the summertime, so they're bribing them to stay. No, no, I will, I will tell you, you know, in my prior, my prior life as a data privacy cybersecurity lawyer, you know, you have all these comprehensive consumer privacy policies coming around, right? So my alarm bells are already going off about yeah. the privacy implications of this, you know, both from a HIPAA and a non-HIPAA perspective. It depends. Are we dealing with an actual medical provider? You know, <laughs> it remains yeah. to be seen. But all of that aside, um, it, you we used to have, you know, it's, it's, you use euphemisms. You've got these requirements that say, you know, you need to be transparent in why and how you're using your data that your, your personal information that we collect from you. You know, instead of saying, we're going to bombard you with marketing emails, what do you say? You say, we're going to engage you about topics you might find interesting. Right. Oh, and okay. so it's all of that. It, it goes back to those unassailable concepts that people are just, you know, it's they're, the wool's pulled down over their eyes. And you've it's, got parents thinking, oh, this might be a good thing. And parents, mind you, are scared to death. They see these statistics that you were citing at the beginning, that mm -hmm. half of these kids are having mental health problems. We see rising anxiety. We see a rise in suicide and all of this. And people are terrified of what's going to happen to their kids. And they're afraid to say, this is not the solution. This is right. a Band-Aid. You're not actually fixing the problem. Okay. So the bottom line here, are parents getting in touch with you complaining? And what are you going to do about it? <laughs> That's the yeah. bottom line here. Yeah. You're a lawmaker. Right. You can do something right. about this. Yeah. What are you so doing? So the parents that know are complaining. The parents that uh, know proactively are complaining. The parents that unfortunately, you know, have a have a kid who becomes unrecognizable to them 
and withdraws from them and, and gets closer and bonded to an absolute stranger instead of the parent who's desperately trying to be involved in their child's life or complaining about it. Um, interestingly, you know, there's a decent number of state representatives who and senators who do not want to touch it. They, they still applaud it as a good thing. Okay. Members of both parties, uh, you know, we have our, our group uh, that, that says, what are you, are you blind? Do you not see what's going on here? And, um, you know, you should not have to, as a parent, file a right to know request with the school to know if your child is <laughs> taking advantage no. of this. 100%. And so, uh, so what are we doing about it? Well, we're trying to get the word out as much as we can. Unfortunately, the, the House of Representatives is uh, Democrat controlled right now. And again, as I said, you know, a decent amount of people on both sides thought this could be a good idea. And so we are trying to get the word out. We are trying to get rid of the funding for it. We're trying to say, hey, DHS, you need to cancel this. You need to, termin- to terminate this agreement as soon as you can, you know, and you are not to renew it. So I've introduced legislation that would require a school district in advance, not after the fact, to tell parents, hey, we're entertaining the idea of opting into this program. And then on top of that, if the, if the child is going to be using this on school grounds, then you need to let the parents sit in the room with that kid whenever they're doing it. And, uh, and there's a myriad of other things that go along with it. But basically what I'm trying to do is get the message out and get the public support to get to get uh, parental rights reestablished over their kids and uh, and allow them to, to have a say in their, their children's care. This has been a great podcast, Eye-opening. great information. Uh, thanks so much for uh, bringing this to our attention. Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, talking about this. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Um, Isn't it alarming? Um, <laughs> all I She's can speechless. say is I am so thankful that my son is not in school because as a parent, I would be flipping out. Yeah, well, flipping out. and this is flipping why out. I do have one, but I just worry about all the other kids and I worry about all of it. And I'm glad I found it. I stumbled upon it because I do think it was very important for people to oh, understand yeah. and yep. they, can, they can look for it and get the information. So we hope that you did enjoy this podcast today and learn something new as we did <laughs> I too. Did. Yes, I definitely exactly. did. Do us a favor, head over to our YouTube channel that's Chick to Chick USA on YouTube. Like and subscribe until we are back to chirp about another topic.